Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you in our Zoom studios here for our latest edition. Uh, how, how are things on your end of the building? Oh, they're just wonderful, Tim. It's just a beautiful day in Palouse. Uh, Is it? You know, it, it's uh, raining, cold rain. I think I saw some sleet or snow earlier. I, I literally saw snow, drove through snow uh, on my way back from an errand this afternoon. Um, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this, yeah, this is, uh, it's October, what, 21, October 21st. So we had snow last year, you'll remember, I think on September 29th, measurable snow. Um, yeah. So, but uh, no, life, life is decent and, and and life's good life's a gift right but uh, i'm doing okay on this side of the building um yeah i you know we uh we're in full swing now in garfield and palouse with our schools being in session which for you and i means bus driving and and things but uh have you upped your game with telling jokes on the bus or what how's that going are you you doing much joke telling not too much i I shared one uh, a couple of days ago and it got mostly groans, you know. Oh, yeah. What, maybe that's the goal, you know, I guess for somebody like us, we tell our jokes is to get get a get a groan out of the kids. But uh, um, yeah, I need to find some new new jokes to keep them interested. So how about you? Yeah, my, well, my brother was telling me I should tell tree dro- jokes. Tree jokes? Like- yeah, that I should really branch out into him, and um, he thinks if I get rooted in that, um, that it could really bear fruit, you know. So I, I, I don't know though. Yeah, and the kids might not be able to leaf the bus. Oh boy, that was a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that true uh, that your brother said that? Or were you just well, actually, you know, uh, it actually connects to this essay Danny wrote for uh, college and my brother's. Uh, it, it, so this essay Danny had was an interesting question. It said, if you could change one letter in a major, you know, change one letter of our majors and then write about the new major, you know, and Danny, Danny picked one major. We won't get into that. But my brother read the essay and he said, you know, I think you really should have majored in pine arts. Oh, you know, oh yeah yeah changing fine arts to pine arts and then he talked about all the things you could have written about you know um yeah, yeah and then he made a series of terrible puns of course. about pine arts yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's great so, yeah cool well my, my, we'll my to... older brother has long hair i, I th- this isn't a family show about my family or anything here but uh my older brother usually has short hair like i do and he took off his hat on a FaceTime call the other day and he just got this long moppy hair. And that's really oh, shocking indeed. to see somebody, you know, with, you know, it's had the same hairstyle for a long time to have yeah. different hair. It's yeah. kind of like you and your facial hair, which uh, since I've been here, uh, you have not had a beard like you do now. And uh, I know it's maybe it's hard to believe, but you haven't. And so it's like, who is that guy over there? <laughs> Yeah, this is actually just a Zoom app feature um, oh. that I add, and you and I hardly see each other in person, so you think it's real, but it's just a, yeah, it's just a computer thing. 
Yeah, I forgot to no. do the touch up. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just letting it go right now. Uh, I haven't really done that. Uh, I don't think I've had a beard in Palouse. Yeah, and it's it's not really that impressive, Tim. I got to say, it's it's. I uh, like it. It's growing. You do it's huh? growing on you, but it's kind of growing on me too. I'm... Oh, gross! That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I get you. I get you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... I wasn't so sure at uh, first, but now I'm like, oh, I kind of like it. It looks good. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely got the salt and pepper thing going on. Well, yeah, so that's part of why I have to shave every so often because it just comes in white, you know, and it's, yeah, you know, here in my 43rd year, uh, it's just bad. So, yeah, well, here's a little more distinguished. So. I don't know about that, you know, but I'll take it. I'll take the compliment. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> so we should have we made some beard puns, but we didn't. So maybe next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we've got. This is our regular weekly podcast, uh, during which we always talk about our sermon series. Uh, our mm -hmm. sermon series currently is called That You May Believe, and we're walking through the Gospel of John, uh, the fourth gospel in the New Testament for anybody who's counting. Um, and this week, we're going to keep, Corey's counting, just to make counting. the right <laughs> one. Um, and so we're... Uh, we're in chapter one still, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Lamb of God a little bit. And um, so, what what's what's on your mind this week for our sermons? Uh, what should we be thinking about, praying about? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're having an election soon, Tim. I don't know if you've been paying attention, and I've decided to shift this show into a full-on political show. So okay. here we go. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, now we're going to talk about the election that matters most um, this Sunday. So that's the title. Uh, I won't say much more about the title, but you probably want to tune in the election that matters most. I uh, figured, uh, you know, with the election coming up, we got to talk about uh, what really what really matters. So if you want to hear that, tune in Sunday. As far as uh, the text, you're right. Uh, we're, we're at the part of the gospel of John where John talks about, or John announces that, that uh, Jesus is the lamb of God. He says, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And if you want to know something real nerdy, and I don't know if this is going to make it into the sermon, there's a bunch of definite articles in that sentence in John chapter one, verse 29. But you know what? Maybe I should read the whole section. That's what we usually do, right? Um, hey, maybe then, you should read it in Greek. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that could actually happen. It would be terrible uh, and very unbeneficial, whatever that oh, means, okay. uh, for folks. Uh, but yeah, let me read it in the English. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. 
And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So this is uh, the, the prophet John the Baptist revealing that Jesus is the Messiah. John's whole life has been geared to the, this moment, preparing to uh, cry out, hey, hey, look at this one, the chosen one. And here he is, uh, and, and John gets to baptize him. But this language in, in, in verse 29, uh, call, he calls him the Lamb of God. But in the Greek, it has a bunch of definite articles there. Some of them come across it in the English. So a definite article, in this case, the, right? So behold the Lamb of God. But actually in the Greek, it's, it's behold the Lamb of the God who takes away uh, and actually, it, the who could be translated more literally, the one that takes away, okay? Because uh, there's a definite article there. So if, if we want to be picky about it, it's the lamb of the God of the one who takes away the sin of the world. Now, you don't write a sentence like that on accident. <laughs> uh, John is, is, is trying to emphasize this sentence, Um John the gospel writer, maybe that's exact, maybe that is word for word out. John the Baptist said it, you know, and then John repeats it or in, in John can, John the gospel writer condensing it, whatever it, the way we have it in the Greek is it's in that way. And uh, it, it, that even without those that knowing that grammar, knowing that it's a pretty dang impressive statement, right? I mean, the lamb of the God, what, what, is, what does that mean, right? God's, God's lamb, what, why does God have a lamb? Why is, why is John calling uh, Jesus the lamb of the God? And how does this one take away the sin? Notice it's sin singular, but it's sin singular of the world. So as in the power of sin, the reality of sin, uh, the, the brokenness that we call sin. Um, and this Lamb of God, this Messiah, is taking that, taking that away, according to, according to John, that that's why he came. Um, so we're going to look into why, why Jesus is called the Lamb of God and what's the, what's the biblical um, messaging behind that in the Old Testament and and how does Jesus actually live that out? Um, I don't know if I want to give that all away. Now, some of you know the biblical stories, Passover, and some of the stuff in the prophecies, like Isaiah 53, that you can look up. But we, we're going to talk about how he was um, and, and was for our sake the Lamb of God. Um, that's going to be huge in the sermon this Sunday. Um, but we also see John saying, Big things that could sound kind of strange. After me comes a man who ranks before me. Like John, John saying, Jesus' ministry is going to come after mine, but actually he he is more important than me, and he pre-exists me. And you might be saying, wait, wait a second. John the Baptist is older than Jesus. How can Jesus pre-exist him? Well, because John knows that Jesus is the Christ. He's actually the son of the God, right? He is, right. A, he is an eternally existing being. Was the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it. This is an important section. It's John the Baptist revealing of of Jesus, the Lamb of the God, uh, and uh, it's also important because we see and ex 
we see and kind of through reading it, we experience uh, the Trinity, uh, including the Holy Spirit. So we see the Son of God. We see the, the dove descending on Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the, or the Holy Spirit like a dove. We hear the Father's voice uh, from heaven. If you, take, if you take the other gospel accounts all um, together, um, and so it's, it's a pretty darn impressive scene, and it's a pretty darn impressive statement. It's, it's God's son in the world with God's spirit saying, I'm coming into the world to, to not just wash you with water, but I'm going to wash you with my spirit, and those who believe in me will have my spirit. You know, this, I'm bringing in this new kingdom, this this restored relationship with my followers and those who believe in me will be part of my family, my kingdom, and they will have my spirit. And, and that is huge, huge news. And so John the Baptist is really wanting uh, his listeners to pay attention to that. And John, the gospel writer who's writing this book is really wanting us, the reader to pay attention to what John the Baptist said. So uh, yeah, so that's that's a synopsis or a, a little bit. What what are your thoughts or questions, Tim? As you oh, I I I, I don't know. I, I think you're right that this is important. There's more to this than meets the eye. Um, I think one of the dangers when we come to the Bible is that we gloss over the familiar, and so we might come to a passage like this. And if you've read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you might. Um, which each, of course, handle it in their own way. But you might say, oh, I've read that already. And yet the message that John is trying to uh, communicate uh, is different, uh, slightly different focus, perhaps. So uh, it's important to take a look at even the familiar things in the scriptures. Um, and then I, I guess, too, uh, your, your title um, which you you teased there at the beginning. It's very intriguing, and I want to ask you more. The election you know, that matters most. Right, even though I know you don't want to tell us because you're saving that for Sunday to really get into it, but um, what um, I guess what I see even from your title... I'm going to name names, Tim. Uh-oh. Yeah? Like Jesus? <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you, Tim. I'm just going to um, name names. But... But there's, uh, so the election that matters most, um, I think that that title's intriguing and uh, I think that means it has something to do with us today too, that this isn't just a story that has implications for the past. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm curious about that and where you're gonna take that. And I know, I know we're not getting into it, but you asked what I'm thinking. So those are- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. You look at who takes away, it's a- present and ongoing tense in that uh, sentence like that that's part of that that uh, declaration that John the Baptist makes who takes away the sin of the world so he it's happened and happening for those of us who are going to live in the future from when it was said and done and so yeah yeah it, it what what Jesus did he is is still about doing or he's accomplished his victory but he's still saving and restoring people. Um, and, and more than that, there are some, there's some contemporary lessons for us as far as what kind of, uh, what kind of power should we trust in to change the world? Mm. You know, I think when we come to an election season, that's what we're looking at, like is which party should be in power 
and which one, which candidate or which group of people do I think deserves uh, more political power in our area or in different uh, offices of government to change the world? And and that that's how we kind of think about elections, I think, right? And and what I I just want to think deeply about the powers that that change the world and and who's most likely to change the world and who should uh, hold the the most prominent office and, 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 and throw in my endorsement for that, for that one, not that it would count much for that one who should wow. hold the most powerful office uh, or holds the most powerful office. Now I'm uh, really intrigued. Boy, you're just, uh, gosh. Oh, cause I threw out a potential endorsement. Potential yeah. endorsement. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So really. Yeah. Maybe this would be my last sermon here in Palouse. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're killing me go, over here. <laughs> go out with a flame, you know. Flame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get get your sermon ready, Tim. For what? What will it be? Uh, late October or early November? It'd be the. Uh, oh no! I guess there's one more. Is there one more? No, it'd be the Sunday before the election. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of interesting things on uh, deck for us to talk about on Sunday. So, um, yeah, well, you know, if you're out there and you're listening or watching to this, uh, we have those services posted a little before nine and a little before 11 each Sunday morning, but then they're available after that on Facebook and YouTube. Um, the audio goes up on our website on a separate file. So lots of options still for connecting to the message, even if you can't be there uh, right when the service starts on Sunday. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Can I ask our podcasting and video audience that actually watches these things uh, uh, or listens, if it, would you like our sermon audio on our podcast channels? We put it on our website. Is that if if you if that matters to you, comment. If it doesn't, if we don't see any comments, then it doesn't matter. It takes us a little work to do that. Not that big a deal. But if if it would make it easier for you to listen to sermons later, we can we can also host that on the podcast channel. But uh, yeah, but Tim's right. It's available at PalouseChurch.org or YouTube.com slash PalouseChurch. Uh, you can find stuff there and Bible stories, uh, some of our youth videos, hymn sings, lots of good stuff that uh, we put together, uh, mainly give you and Waming uh, credit for uh, putting it together and organizing it. It's good, good stuff. Cool. Um, yeah. What other things should we talk about, Tim? Have we talked about community announcements or are we running short of time? Um, we might have a few moments left. Uh, I started my timer late, so I don't really know how long we've been on. <laughs> um, but uh, gosh, what's going on that you want Super to Super effective timer. <laughs> we've been uh, on for 11 do, minutes and at least. We're going to do. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to do a gratefulness campaign in November. Uh, we've got some stuff cooking for that. We're not, I'm just, this is just a teaser. We're going to have more publicity about that. But if you've been part of our church for more than a year, you know that we like to do a gratefulness campaign around this time. We'll be doing some creative things to make it work in the COVID-19 season. So check that out. Hey, if you missed our information about our benchmark, we have a whole podcast slash video about our, our new uh, benchmark for when we will uh, open uh, our gatherings for worship again. Um, so I don't want to go into all that now, but you can find it uh, in those locations. 
you should have gotten a mailing to your home if you're part of our church mailing list that also goes over that. So uh, let us know if you have questions or concerns. Um, and yeah, that's pretty big news uh, that we do have a benchmark and measurable thing that if we meet it, we'll, we'll be uh, opening for, for gathered worship in with, you know, controls and measures and things, but yeah. Um, other stuff on the horizon folks need to know about Tim besides it's going to snow this weekend. Shh, don't talk about it. That gives, <laughs> that gives like credibility that it might actually happen. I don't know. It's Is a, that like, don't say Beetlejuice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So oh, I just said Beetlejuice. No. How many times are you not supposed to say Beetlejuice? Oh no. I just said Beetlejuice. No. Maybe if you go over, since that was the fourth time, maybe it cancels that one. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I think we better wrap things up. So uh, yeah, great to talk with you. Lots to look forward to in John's gospel this week. Hope you all can join us for that. You also can join into a John reading plan through the YouVersion um, Bible app. If you're interested in that, you don't know how to do it, contact us here at the church. We'll help you out. Um, we've always got a John reading plan going on. And you also can join a Bible study. We have in-person uh, Bible studies, Zoom Bible studies, and hybrid Bible studies working through the text. So um, if that's something you're interested in, give us a shout out uh, here on the video or call us at the church, send us an email, whatever works for you. Uh, we'd be happy to, to connect you to one of those. So thank you all again for listening and watching. This has been Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. And we hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time.